What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where once a week we dissect a film from a film franchise or just a regular film. Today, we are talking about Child's Play, the 1988 classic. And joining me is our co-hosts, Dan and Angela from DNA Gaming. And our special guest, the one who chose this film for today on our final week of Spooktober, the child herself, Piggy. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever's going on over there. <laughs> we always do dances and stuff yeah. when we're recording. <laughs> That's okay. Like I said, every single time I do this show, the intro is always different. And I just accept it. <laughs> I think we just we I we are not trying to fuck it up for you. I no. promise. Because you're like you're like let's start it. Clap. We heard nothing. Well, because your I mic because I pick it up. well it's because I clap and then I have to click on start recording. <laughs> no, no, I, I get why I you do it. Like I was like I don't hear the clap. Where'd it go? I can't do this. I can't. I can't do it at the same time. <laughs> like I said today, we are talking about Child's Play. Released November 9th, 1988. This is the second film from 1988 that we're covering here on Spooktober. The last being Beetlejuice. Uh, this was directed by Tom Holland. And no, not Tom Holland that you're all thinking of, Mr. Spider-Man. This is Tom Holland, the man who directed the original Fright Night. Oh, did he? Yes, sir. Very good. What else did he do? Uh, which, worth uh, so Just he directed... Yeah, so he directed Tom or uh he directed Fright Night, which stars Chris Sarandon, who's in this film. Let's see. Tom Holland, what have you done? You is awesome. Uh he did he he's actually been he does a lot of acting too. Uh he's been in psych uh the psycho some of the psycho psycho sequels. He directed uh some episodes of Tales of the Crypt, The Langoliers. Oh, I remember the Langoliers. That's the Langoliers was amazing. And even and he even had an an anthology series called Tom Holland's Twisted Tales back in 2014. Really? Yeah, he did some stuff. But the mind that created this crazy movie is the man who has carried this franchise for the last 30 plus years, Mr. Don Mancini. He uh he came up with the 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 story of Chucky and this the entire premise of this based on the craze around Cabbage Patch Kids and the My Buddy doll, which yeah. I had as a kid. I did too. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. <laughs> we have. Chucky what, is actually you... yeah. So the the model of Chucky is based on the My Buddy doll, which funny story. And I probably told it on the podcast before. I went to a museum where they had a uh, a thing for toys throughout history. And one of, there was a section for a movie or toys, uh, movies that are based on toys. And it literally had a, my buddy doll, the one I had as a kid next to a Chucky doll. And I was like, well, all right. Which one did you have? Which one I had the blonde have? one because I was blonde when I was little. Yeah. I had the Aryan master race one too. <laughs> my brother had the breath. I probably had the brown-haired one. That's why we were traumatized as children when watching. But carry on. So yeah, we're we're talking about Don Mancini. He, so yeah, he based it all on that. Uh, and yeah, he is Chucky is his baby. He has literally been a writer or director. Well, actually, writer and director on a few of the films, 
you know, we had Child's Play 1 through 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cults of Chucky, and now the Chucky show on USA and Sci-Fi, which is also written by Don Mancini, and he directed the first episode. I believe he's going to be directing some other episodes down the road. Well, at least that keeps it consistent. Yeah. The only thing he had nothing to do with was the 2019 Child's Play remake or reboot or whatever the hell it is because MGM owned the original Child's Play. So after Child's Play came out, MGM kind of disowned it. And so Universal bought the Child's Play rights and that's how they were able to make all the rest of the movies. But MGM still held the rights to the original. So they were able to remake it with all the characters, the original characters names. So when you watch the reboot, there's still Andy, Karen, Mike Norris, and Chucky, of course, but it's a completely different story. It's an interesting yeah. movie. I recommend it. Piggy's seen it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Um, it, it definitely fits for the time. So this movie stars Catherine Hicks, who, if for for anyone who doesn't know who she is, she was in the show, a little show called Seventh Heaven, in the '90s and early 2000s. A, I would say, is it a, isn't it a Christian show? Wasn't that is that what that whole premise think, of that show was? I'm pretty so. sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't even. I can't even say that I've seen an entire episode of Seventh Heaven. My mom <laughs> was obsessed crap with that out show. Of it. She was obsessed. With I know a lot of people. Who were. I was not one of those. Uh, this also stars Chris Sarandon, who, like I said, was in the original Fright Night, was which was directed by Tom Holland, and he was the voice, the talking voice of Jack Skellington in A Nightmare Before oh. Christmas. Yeah. I had no idea she looked that up. I was like, what the shit? Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I know this person. And I think, and, and then we have Alex Vincent, who plays Andy Barkley, the little boy. He was seven when, or actually he was six when this started filming. Uh, he would later, I mean, he's he's still doing it today. He's, I believe he's going to he? be in the show. He was in Curse. He was at the end of Curse in some of cult of chucky so child's play is such a wacky franchise because the original three child's play all like link together and i will technically they all link together because they mention different things even later on in the films so loose continuity yeah there's especially with tiffany like as soon as they introduce tiffany she starts talking about like every movie she talks about something that happened that like vaguely brings back the other movies all the way until the newest one. And I would, I would put money that there's going to be references in the show oh, yeah. to what happened in the movies. She, so. well, I, I do know that Jennifer Tilly is in the Chucky show playing yes. Tiffany uh, and Brad Dorif, who we were going to get to, who is Charles Lee Ray, AKA Chucky. Um, the actor who plays him plus the voice of Chucky uh, his daughter is now in the franchise. She's, yeah, it's it's wacky. Like this franchise is. I was bonkers. gonna say, I guess you just can't leave. That is the actual she, curse of Chucky. She you legit, yeah. So she legit in the sh- well, in like it, it's a weird thing. There's a lot of movies, and to be honest, they're all entertaining. Even if some some are kind of like like Seed of Chucky is probably the worst one of the entire franchise just because there's just it's so meta 
it's very strange but at the on the same note like it brings forth a lot of things that weren't even spoken about back then and a lot of uh public topics that mm-hmm. are now very big topics that we talk about regularly that were just not something that people really spoke about back then and it was very interesting and looking back on it and how they actually presented it it was very artful yeah. i I kind of enjoy it. A little crude at times, but it's a it's a decent movie looking back. Granted, yeah, I would still place it at one of the worst Chucky's. It's just all over the place. It's I would got love. A lot of I, I mean, it. I I would love to just talk about all these wacky ass movies. Like I said, Child's Play we'll one. Talk about the first one. Yeah. First. Yes. So yeah, Child's Play and Child's Play two. <laughs> Um, Alex Vincent played Andy Barkley, and then in Child's Play 3, it was a different actor, which confused the hell out of me. But it all... And then they brought it back. <laughs> yeah. It's, like I said, this franchise is crazy. But isn't that But isn't that how all slashers work? I mean, look at Friday the 13th. Look at Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, those franchises go all over the place, but they're consistent. They, they try to have a continuity, and they just... I feel like the filmmakers are like, what, what do we do next? What do we do next? But, Put them in space! <laughs> right leprechaun in space jason x oh god please right. don't put chucky in space please don't, <laughs> don't. please don't do it he like he hitches a here's a here's a he hitches a ride on one of like uh spacex's shuttles oh yeah or Absolutely. on uh <laughs> jeff bezos penis shuttle can i say penis on uh on youtube probably not but who cares i just said it twice i say worse surely <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's the the main cast. Before we go into trivia and all the plot stuff, what did we think of Child's Play? You know, watching it again recently, Piggy. Watching it, you definitely see why. Like I was a little little kid when I used to watch Child's Play. This came out prior to me being born, and. I watched it from, I'd say, probably the ripe old age of about four. (laughs) And, like, was just, Child's Play was my jam from that point on. And watching it, I see why both little kid me and adult me are like, this is a good movie. Yeah. It's definitely one of the better movies that I watched as a child, that's for sure. And the, trying to think of the proper words. The fact that they kept Chucky hidden in the very beginning of the movie up until probably around halfway through where you don't see that Chucky's actually moving. You don't see him actually doing anything. He is just an inanimate object. The fact that they did that and I'd forgotten about it. I thought he was just animated the whole time through and that was very well done as well. Just making him kind of seem like everybody's freaking out for no reason. Yeah. Until the end. And then being like, nah, nah, him's possessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got some bad people in him. Got the bad juju. <laughs> Angela? Gregory worked. Um, you make me feel old because I was like three when this movie came out. <laughs> Just like I mean, it didn't out come out long before. before I was born, okay? <laughs> um... I okay, I never watched this in its entirety. I'd always seen like bits and pieces when it came on TV. So to see it all the way through, it was good. 
I can't point out really any part that I would leave out. She's looking through her notes, everybody. Just fumble the paper. Just to fill fill it. Just to fill in that long pause. Just to let everybody know what's going on. She's looking through her notes. You can't (laughs) hear it. No ASMR for me. No, I I thought I thought it was really good. Um, like the the parts where you're like, oh, something's gonna happen. It didn't. So it like kind of kept you on your toes on when something was actually gonna happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, I liked it. My turn. Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> I look at you and stop talking if it was not your turn. So what was the kid's name? You just told me and I blanked it. Eight. Okay. So first off, I did like this movie. That was pretty good. I've never seen it before either. Of course, I was traumatized as a youth by dolls and whatnot. So whatever. Um, I did like the movie. I liked. Uh, you know, I loved the, the cast was pretty good. I liked thought the cast was good. I liked the guy who did Chucky's. I liked that he had the um, integrity to continue to do the character in every role possible. Of course, except for I guess the 2019 one, unless there's another one I don't know about. Um, but I know that was of course Mark Hamill. But um, I really like him. Um, I like how it's. I mean, I don't know what the budget was for this film. I know we'll get to that soon. But even though it was like a lower budget film, I'm assuming uh, I thought they did a really good job with the effects, especially uh, the Chucky doll. I thought they did a really good job with that, um, especially later in the movie after yeah. the whole. Yeah, you know the, tra- I was the, the transformation. It's fine. We could spoil yeah. it. Like people, listen, yeah, people. Yeah. You've been. We're 26 episodes into this damn show. You know how this works. We're gonna spoil the shit out of these movies. <laughs> I, I dig. I dig it doesn't re- matter where we're we're spoiling it. Beginning I mean, and wherever. Watch this one. There's there's no spoiler alert on anything from you. You've had thirty three yeah. years. Yes. You've had you've had a long time to watch it. But this this is my first time watching this movie all the way through. So Sorry, thirty four. Okay, thirty four years to watch this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I did. I did like. I like the voodooism. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I did right. like what she said about the suspense was good in this movie. Like, there's a few scenes where like they drag and they drag, but not in a bad way. Like it builds up and you don't know. Like Piggy said that you they don't show Chucky right away. Like there's the red herring going on with that. And when Chucky shows up, there's a few times where like you think it's gonna like okay, here comes now. And then nothing, nothing, nothing. And it's cool. It's great. But anyway, um, lastly, I will say that Andy was annoying, <laughs> but not not as bad as the other kid. Not like Babadook's kid? Not as bad as... <laughs> no, I don't know about Babadook. I've never seen that. But not as bad as Aiden from The Ring. But Andy oh. was like... <laughs> Andy was acceptable annoying to me because he was a little kid. Yeah. Like, he, he just acted like a little kid. Like, that's just... I don't like other people's kids. No offense, probably, but I don't like other people's kids. That's just how I am. Um, <laughs> it's true. Unless I know them really well, I don't like them. But um, anyhow, it was good. It was good stuff. I'm um, absolutely. <laughs> Ch- Chucky was well. The Child's Play franchise, and as a whole, is probably my favorite slasher franchise. I've always had a deep appreciation for, you know, the bizarre, like the fact, like yeah, there has been killer doll stories and before this came out and it was actually an, another inspiration for Dominicini to write this uh was from a twilight zone episode yes. with there was a like a, a little creepy doll i can't remember what her name was i remember what you're talking about but he he got a lot of influence on that or he you know writing it he got a lot of influ- influence from that uh but i've always appreciated it. i love the you know especially my favorites are definitely the original trilogy 
you know, with Child's Play 1 through 3, I love the way Chucky is and how he acts in those three films where when you get to Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, it's more of a meta commentary and it's more of like, there's a lot more comedy in it, which I don't hate. Like Bride of Chucky, I think is a gr- I think it's a very enjoyable film with some really fucking bad acting, especially in Bride of Chucky with a with Catherine Heigl and whatever dude was in that. R.I.P. to uh, not Jason Ritter. What the hell is the f- what was his father's name? The one from Three's Company, John Ritter. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in that, and he has a brutal death. But that I I enjoy, you know you know, those movies, but the original trilogy was my favorite. I will re- I watched them so many. I probably wore out the VHS tape from the rental store when I would go to my dad's and we would, you know, my dad didn't give a shit what we watched when, you know, I was, I probably was like seven or eight when I first saw child's play and not old enough, you know, but I would, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Even though I had a doll that was pretty similar to him is like, Hmm, this one's going in the closet. <laughs> he ain't sleeping with me no more. <laughs> Dude, if that existed in, in this time, like in my day and age, or right now with my kids, and they're like scared of a doll, like I would move it around the house without telling oh. them. Oh, well, let's just, I'm going to tell the story <laughs> okay. then. So, uh, my, you know, my, I was going to say, I've got, I've, I've got a story. My, the, my buddy doll I had up until I was probably 21. Uh, it was, it was in a storage area in the basement of my first apartment and my, my buddy Rob, he would come over and he would take it out of the storage unit and he would place it in different areas around my, my apartment. He would, I would know about it. My wife never did. And so she would find it and she would throw it in the freaking storage unit. And then the next day she'd come home from work and he would be in a different spot. (laughs) <laughs> until the point until one day i was at work and she just threw it away <laughs> she's like i'm done with this <laughs> oh, that's fantastic on a on a real side of that i understand why on the sentimental side of that that makes me sad yeah it, <laughs> he's probably worth some money but again he's long gone now it's more the sentimental part. He was, to be honest, he wasn't really a doll that I played with often. I just had him for a long time. Uh, okay. So he was just there. I'm like, why are why, why do I still have this? So, but <laughs> my friend decided to fuck with my wife for a while until she said, "Fuck this." <laughs> well, I'm glad that we're enough in there. <laughs> I uh. So I have a very similar story. Only this one was actually messed up. So. At a, I think I was maybe about nine or ten, and at a yard sale, my dad found um, a Chucky doll, very similar to the one that I have behind me from the third movie, where his face is all gored up and he's just got tufts of hair everywhere and staples all over him. And um, so, my dad, knowing that I loved the Child's Play series, he grabbed it for me, and it was like five dollars. It was stained. It was so bad. It was just this. It was more horrifying having this doll than the actual movie dolls. So dad brings it home and gives it to me. And I kept that bad boy for the vast majority of my life from that point on. Um, but around Halloween, my stepsister, who was probably around nine or ten at this time. So I was roughly 17, 16, something around there. 
um, which my Chucky doll always stayed up on my bed. And she and my niece had just watched the child's play movies. They were terrified. They were absolutely horrified that I had this Chucky doll. They thought that it was going to come to life and kill them. And it was just, just pure child terror from them with this doll. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll just keep it up on my bed in the corner behind a pillow. It's fine. And I told them that I got rid of it. So my dad being the person that he is went and got my Chucky doll and put it in the closet. And so they opened up the door and they went to go grab their jackets and he fell over. And they went screaming. My dad's just like, yeah. So my dad had to up the ante the next time. So he picked it up and they were like, I thought you got rid of it. And I was like, oh, I did. Like not knowing what my dad was doing at all, not knowing where it came from. I was like, yeah, I did get rid of it. I don't know why it's back in the house. So they were uh, they were having a sleepover one night and I was gone to a friend's house and my dad had put Chucky at the end of the hallway and put a microphone behind his back and like a little walkie talkie. And he went and sat outside of our house, outside of the glass sliding door and was like crouched in the dark waiting for my stepsister and my niece to come out of the bedroom to like go to the bathroom or to go get a drink or something. And so he sat there waiting and he told me he waited for a couple hours. And when he heard the door open and close, he started talking through it. And of course, more than likely traumatized. <laughs> That's brilliant. So but brilliant. now that Chucky doll is on a traveling adventure, he's been to more states than I have people just pass him around and somehow I get pictures of him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, when Don Mancini wrote this film, he had a lot, there was a lot of different ideas of what the plot was going to be uh, before they fin finally got to what this movie is. So he had stated in an interview that he wanted to toy with the audience a bit more. So he wanted it to pretty much make it out like they want he wanted the audience to think Andy like Andy oh Andy could possibly be the killer and then it was going to be kind of like at the end kind of like jaw yeah you know, well not really like jaws because you always know it's the shark but in a similar fashion where you don't i mean they kind of did that in this film where they kind they don't show him doing anything for a while it's always kind of like you know first person perspectives or a flash you know of him running by or you know, him just, it, or the doll's just sitting there and then it's just, it's gone, which I really liked uh, where they kind of go away from that down the road with the sequels. That was his original idea was to kind of toy with the audience to kind of make you believe like maybe Andy is the killer that he's been doing these things. And at the end you're like, oh shit, no, it was Chucky the whole time. So the, here's another one. This one is wacky as hell. So the original plot idea was to have lifelike good, good guy dolls that had blood in latex skin. If the, to if the kids tore the latex skin, they could go out and buy official good guy bandages and a blood brother pact. Andy cut his own hand and mixed his blood with Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive and become human. Hmm. That's interesting. And then adding on, he would kill for Andy. Like if it, like Andy had any issues with people, he would just kill those people. It wasn't like him trying to, you know, put his soul in Andy, which was the whole premise of this movie. So the first draft of the script was completed in the summer of 1985 and referenced Chucky as Buddy, who came to life after mixing blood with Andy and killed those against Andy, manifesting Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and absent father, 
which I believe in this movie, Andy's dad is dead. They don't really mention it, but it's kind of implied. Yeah. I uh, figured it was something like that. In addition to being a more psychological-driven horror film, Buddy also only came alive at night when Andy was asleep. So this was like, you know, a horror version of Toy Story before Toy Story was even a thing. Absolutely. I hope, is that where he got his name from? Please tell me that's where he got his name from. From Toy Story? And like, like No, no, like Andy in Toy Story got oh, his I, name from. I Big don't Man. know if that's Brilliant. the case, but that, I mean, I, you know, Chucky Finster, like, the, the fact is that yeah. Chucky Finster from Rugrats is modeled after Chucky. Like from Child's Play, I had no they idea. Just, it, it, he looks exactly the same. All they did was they threw glasses on him, gave him some buck teeth. Yeah, that's fair, and that's that's, fair. And that's about it. So I find it hilarious. I think it's brilliant. So this is one of my favorite things, just because of the fact that it kind of all circles around to the present day of this franchise. Uh, according to an interview with Brad Dorf, who is the voice of Chucky. Uh, his daughter, Fiona, who was seven years old at the time, came into his recording room during a session. He was recording his scream of agony during the scene that Chucky gets set on fire in the fireplace. Uh, no one, not even him, knew that his daughter was in the room with him until she got scared by his screaming and started crying. Oh. And, you know, 30 years later, she would go on to be in Chucky movies and in the show. So I, 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 I find it great. He nailed that scream. Oh, his voice! So his good. voice, so good, is perfect for for this character and the way that he acts. Um, the funny thing is, is like Brad Dorf actually recorded his lines for you know the when he's the doll, like way before they filmed, so they could match up the lips of the doll to you know the words. Uh, so but he actually would go in. Uh, would they would you know do a scene he would go in and act do all the like motions of what chucky would do in that scene so no one actually and they would be able to like the only time that people would actually you know they would just hear his voice or recording when they would have to you know play along with the doll itself yeah yeah charles lee ray is named is uh, his name is a mixture of three different um people like infamous people from back in the day so Charles comes from Charles Manson. Lee is from Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated JFK. And then Harvey was from the, I believe, from the guy who shot at Reagan. Yeah. No, JFK. It's James Earl Ray. No, no, no. JFK was Lee Harvey Oswald. Or sorry, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Not sorry. Yeah, I knew it was. Yes. Yeah. So that's where his James name Earl comes Ray. from. I have some. I had so much more trivia too. Whip it out. All the trivia. Whip it out. Catherine Hicks, who plays Karen, mar married the, the man who created the Chucky doll. That's how it starts. It's romance right there. A year after this film came out. So Kevin, That's real romance. So Kevin That's Yeager is the man who, who modeled, who pretty much created what Chucky looks like. I find that hilarious because I feel like she did this movie and was like, I need to do something wholesome. So I went and do Seven Heaven for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I must cleanse. But I'm going to marry a man <laughs> who still plays with that Chucky doll. It's going to haunt me That's forever. Right. Uh, in the scene, you know the scene where Maggie's sitting on the couch and you see the flash where it's supposed to be Chucky running by? It's actually Alex yeah. Vincent's little sister who does the who does that to be the Chucky. Hmm. Does she play like when you see Chucky from a distance and stuff like that? Is she no, the one that who was, plays that? No, no. That was from a, that was okay. a different guy. 
So there was so there was Brad Dorif was Charles Lee Ray in the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Then you had Eden Gross, who was the friendly Chucky voice. So like the basic generic, hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? Like that was that guy. Then there was Ed Gale, who was the in-suit performer. So he was Chucky when he was set on fire. Yeah, and when he came down through the chimney and he, like, turned yeah. around and yeah. was like, yeah, he's got a mask on. You can, like, visibly see he's just got, like, a like a full Michael Myers kind of hat, like, yeah, face but, on. And when he's in the mental institution and you could definitely tell it's not, it's just a person <laughs> yeah. with, like, a latex mask on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he's walking up the stairs. Yeah, and he, like, turns to the side, and you're just like, it, okay. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, it's definitely the puppeteering and all the, the effects that they did for this movie, I thought was great. Like, the fact that, that or you know, where, he, where she's, like, screaming at him to talk to him, or I'm going to throw you in the fire, and then he changes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. And the consistency, like he gets burned in the face, and that burn is on his face for the duration of yes. the film. That is cool. And and it's crazy because even, you know, with the later films, those things still apply. So like every spoiler alert, every movie, every child's play movie, Chucky dies and is rebuilt. He's like and in every the beginning of every movie shows him being rebuilt. So it's not just like he just shows up again. It shows the you know chucky being reformed into the you know into the new you know chucky for that film so as much as these movies can be cheesy the the consistency and the continuity it i feel is probably one of the best when it comes to most slasher movies except for probably scream and friday the 13th in a way you know especially with, friday the 13th because yeah. they got the niches in, in his mask yeah and, and you stuff, got the 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 machete hit on this for or the axe hit on his the top where it leaves the mark on his mask you know but you know just the fact that just the little intricacies it just yeah. i love it with with these movies like people will be like oh these movies are so easy to make and super it's like really there is there are move there's these big budget blockbusters that can't even keep continuity correct but you got these low budget slashers that can do a better job at it saw that a lot with resident evil oh god <laughs> There is no continuity. <laughs> we don't need to talk anymore about that. So the budget on this film was between nine and $13 million and it made $44.2 million at the box office. So it was a success, especially being so low budget. And like I said, horror movies and R rated films, they don't bring in mega bucks unless it's nowadays. You know, I think Halloween kills is, I think made like $50 million over the, like it's opening weekend. It's like, Damn, going crazy good. and for a r-rated movie 55 wow i mean that's 55. bonkers and i do believe it's brought in close to like i think i was told something like 80 so far like wow. between just monday and tuesday adding yep. on to their weekend is that just so. is that just theater or is that also like peacocks i think it's everything yeah i think it's everything so it's it's shooting for the moon and i think it's gonna hit it but yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. Most horror movies don't they don't hit that hard anymore, especially the older slashers that tend to have a lot of um you have to backtrack 
And if you don't backtrack in the series and the franchise, then you're probably not going to enjoy the new one. Yeah. So having having to have that where you have to go back to understand what's happening. And if you don't do that, then you run the risk of making something that's too new that it doesn't fit properly. And yeah. that will be a hitter too. So alienate the fan base. It's a yeah, it's a gentle balance. Definitely a teeter totter. So yeah. Are we we got anything else before we hop into the plot of this crazy movie? My body is ready. All right. I'm ready for the plot because the plot is for this one, it's something that was done a lot, but also they did it differently, which is very it was a breath of fresh air for the time when it came to horror movies. Yeah. So this film opens to a to be honest, I love the opening of this movie. It's it opens to a man running away getting like there's a firefight happening this guy in a trench coat he's running away trying to escape this other guy who's shooting back at him now you figure the guy who's probably shooting or the guy in the trench coat's a bad guy the guy shooting at him is a cop uh he they're shooting back and forth the criminal gets shot in the leg i believe and he's yep. like waddling away and his accomplice or his getaway driver just says fuck this i'm out and drives away and that's when you get it Brad Doris voice is just so good. And he's like screaming for him to not leave him. Don't leave me, Eddie. No. Oh, God, I love it. He so he's kind of in a pickle. So he's got a so he breaks into a toy store and he is just kind of she's just trying to escape the cop. He gets shot again in the in like the stomach by the cop and so he's got to figure something out so what does he do there's a big giant display of good guy dolls it is like the good guy release like it's the big thing going on so he falls on the floor he looks at the doll and he's like all right i guess i gotta do something so he takes the doll out and then that's what it like cuts away to the cop and you can hear uh charles lee ray who is the criminal. He is doing a chant, which is a Haitian voodoo chant. Give me the power I beg of you! You hear that a lot in these films, <laughs> not just this yeah, one, I and imagine, all of them. Uh, actually, Y'all are going to know the whole chant by the end yeah. of this series. Oh, that's fine with me. So he does this, and this is where you get the lightning shooting through the ceiling. It hits that spot. It blows the cop out and then it blows the whole toy store up. Oh yeah. But then the cop gets up like nothing. Yeah. Oh, it was a great explosion. But then the cop gets up and wanders over and Charles Lee Ray is dead, but he's in fine condition. Like he's not burnt up and nothing happened, but he's dead. And then it shows blood. Yep. 
for eight years. And, that's and then it, it shows the uh, the doll next to him with its stone face. And then, yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the little man who is going to steal our hearts throughout this whole movie, Andy Barkley, played by Alex Vincent. This little cute little six-year-old, seven-year-old boy, whatever, I, however old he was. He is making his mom some breakfast. And boy, is it the worst fucking breakfast I've ever seen Excuse made. Excuse me. Did you, see, <laughs> Did you see the size of those marshmallows in that cereal? Say, Did you see that fucking cereal? Jesus. Yeah. What kind of cereal <laughs> is that? Did you I like that he also puts giant heaps of sugar on oh, top. Oh, yes. Burns the hell out of the toast. Yeah, puts and then puts a glob of like, like four tablespoons of butter on top and just... Oh, like an ice cream yeah so good and he brings it in that's how i used to eat my breakfasts on saturday morning get like lucky charms and add sugar to it yeah yeah i don't know yeah. how i have teeth anymore surprise you're not dead <laughs> right so <laughs> while all this is going on there is a commercial on the tv he so he's wearing a good guy he's wearing good guy pajamas so he really likes the whole good guy brand but he sees a commercial that there is now going to be a doll. And so he's he's like, he looks over, he sees a box that looks like it's in the shape of the, the good guy box, and he gets all excited. He brings his mom uh, her breakfast in bed, and I love how they show the floor of him just dripping shit all over the floor as he's walking into, into the room. And he, as a child, <laughs> I was like, my dad would murder me. And as an adult, I'm like, I would murder me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have yeah. to clean that up. Yeah. This oh. is carpet. You know how hard this is to clean? Yes. <laughs> oh. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <damn right. laughs> He's so. just trying to... That's oh. not normally how I do my job, but that's fair. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I've never seen you clean. You gotta figure pasta. out what the stain came. <laughs> well, that's that's a taste I've never uh, experienced before. Oh, just brought Isn't a it? whole new light in the job. Carpet cleaning is oh. an interesting career. Right? Yes. <laughs> Chocolate or poop? Holy yes. Shit. We, so yeah, he brings his mom her breakfast in bed, and she's like, oh, "I'm gonna eat this later." Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah so he so he's excited to because this is his birthday so i you know I, I like how it took that long for that to, to kind of figure it out i guess with the presence on the on the uh the stool there wherever it was i should have figured that out but it's andy's birthday so he gets to go out and open his gifts and he wants to open the big box first because he thinks he's getting that doll but he opens it up and what is it a gigantic box of clothes. Why did they need to be in a box that big? Stupid. Biggest dick move ever. Oh, that man. mom was she did that shit on purpose. Like, what the fuck are you doing to this kid? Yeah, my yeah, wife's my wife's like, why was it in such a clothes. big box? I was like, Don't wrap them. Just go ahead. I was I mean, it, it had to be that way so that Andy had the the thought of it being the doll. I know. I know. Have you it's never ordered doll. anything from Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I understand that, but I'm just <laughs> that box I have upstairs. Like when our kids get clothes, like I don't like wrap clothes and give them for Christmas. Like here's some freaking clothes. Like nobody wants to open that shit on their birthday or Christmas. I mean, I do now. I'm like, oh great socks. But when I was like six, hell no. Yeah. 
Adult <laughs> socks are an appropriate gift. As a child, socks are something that should all be stuffed into a single bag for Christmas presents. Yep, like, true. there should be, if you're going to gift presents and their clothes, just get one of those big giant bags. Just stuff that bad boy full yep. of whatever you're going to give them and then just have it be one. Because when you give, like, a bajillion little tiny packages and they're just socks and, like, underwear and stuff. Individually wrapped. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurts your feelings. You're like, thanks, an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Andy opens up his second present and it is good guy, like a tool set. And he's all sad and she's... And- you know, she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I, I want a good guy doll. And she's like, I know, but I can't afford it because I didn't know about it. I couldn't save up in time. Blah, blah, blah. We then. Expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, like $100 the 80s, $100. Like that's that's a hot minute worth of working to be able yeah. to afford that doll. Six year olds don't give a shit. They don't know the concept of money. They just want the damn thing that's on the TV that looks cool. <laughs> Yes. Parents just pull money out of their ass. It yeah. doesn't matter. They it's magic. Money. We have a tree. Didn't people not people not know this? We have money trees in our backyard. It's fine. Well, it's... you know what? <laughs> I was never told about this, and I feel jaded. Okay. <laughs> so we then cut to Karen, uh, the mother. Sorry, I'm doing really bad at this right now. We meet. So Karen is Andy's mom. She is at her job. She works at like a Macy's or something of that nature. And her friend Maggie and they are Maggie comes up and says how she ran into a guy outside who is who has one of the good guy dolls to to, to sell. So she's like, hell yeah, they go out there and they got to try to talk this guy down. How much does she buy for 50 bucks? He wanted $50, and then her friend was like, $10, take it or leave it. And he's like, $30 or you're not getting it. And her friend was like, $20. And Karen's like, I'm going to pay for it. And she was like, no, don't pay more than 10 We don't even know if it works. And then they get into an argument, and he sells it for 30 Like, yep. she hands him the money, and that's the end of it. So, And then she gets into a back and forth with the guy, and then she's like, I think I dated that guy. Maggie says that you're like, we didn't need that. Like, great. (laughs) So they go back inside and they run into the douchey manager. Yeah. Where have you been? Oh, and Karen, you're going to have to come back later. I'd be like, my salary. I'm I'm off when I'm off. Fuck off, man. You don't pay me enough to come back. (laughs) She literally works in the jewelry department of a Macy's. Like, she's getting paid hourly. Like, fuck fuck you, guy. If you don't have coverage, you're covering it because you're the salaried manager. That's how it works. I'm, listen, I was a salary, I was a salaried manager. I know how it works, all right? I had to work 80 hours a week because people would call out. So, fuck you, whatever your name was. I forgot his name. I didn't even write it down. I just says boss is an asshole. Oh my yeah, god! Anytime so I watch a movie Aaron. or a show where it's like in Maybe. a retail situation and shit like that happens, I'm like, I hate, I hate you so much because this is not how it works. <laughs> because See, I'd be the, the guy going, no. bye. I'm going yeah, home at the time you scheduled like, me. <laughs> do you value your position with us. I'd have been like, no. And just leave. <laughs> just I guess times like, were different, you know? Times were different. 
I yeah, guess. Yeah. To a degree. To a degree. I guess. Not when you're my dad. I know for <laughs> a fact my dad did that many times when people said that kind of shit to him. So it's like. Yeah. I'd, it depends on who you were, I guess. Mm-hmm. Back then. More his, so. Uh, his name is Mr. Criswell. Oh, God. But wasn't yeah. his name like Jared or Brad or something like that? He's just credited as Mr. Criswell. Yeah, because Maggie calls him by his first name. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, that's why I was like, doesn't he have a first name? Oh, well. You that lose that one. Walter. His name is Walter. His name was Walter. Of course his name is Walter. Yeah, Looks like a fucking Walter. I had a manager named Walter who was equally as fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I worked there for a week and a half. <laughs> so Karen has to say she has to literally go home and then she's got to go back to work. So she so Maggie says that she would watch Andy uh, while she's at work. So Karen goes home and gives Andy the good guy doll. And what? And I love what they're taking it out. And she's asking him, you know, how does it work? And he goes, hi, I'm Andy. And he's like, hi, I'm Chucky. I want to be your friend to the end. Heidi ho. I'm like, God, I love this movie so much. <laughs> it's just so good. Hi, I'm Andy. What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho. <laughs> and so we get that whole scene and then we, and then it cuts to Karen or to Maggie uh, being there watching Andy and they're playing you know, with the tool set that Andy had got for his birthday. And we're getting the the news is playing in the background. They're talking about Charles Lee Ray and I think it was his name, Eddie Caputo. Caputo. And that's where you get the Hey Aunt Maggie, Chucky wants to watch the the nightly news. Yeah. Sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where you get a bunch of the scenes where he where Andy is like you know, he go. You don't hear. You know, this is this is what I think. This movie is so good is that it doesn't immediately show Chucky running around, moving around. Like he does the the creepy doll move where he moves his head or his eyes move, which is cool. But like when he's communicating, you're not immediately hearing his voice. It's always Andy coming up and he's whispering, but you don't even hear him whispering to him. And then they got to go to bed, and then he picks up <laughs> Maggie. Picks up Chucky. What happened to his arm? No, I was like, God, she broke the doll. His arm is so floppy. She's... I would have been so mad if anybody picked up my brand new, like, really expensive birthday present and just, like, willy-nilly tossed it around like she did. I would have been so angry. Yeah. She, you know, she's telling him to, telling Andy he's got to brush his teeth. He's in the in the bathroom brushing his teeth, and that's when Maggie turns and she sees that Chucky is sitting in the chair watching the TV and she gets mad at Andy because she thinks Andy did it. So she brings Chucky and Andy into the bedroom, puts them to bed. And that's when we get the, the eeriness of Maggie being by herself. And she's sitting on her couch or she's sitting on the couch, reading a book. And then you see the flash like of the, of somebody running by and she thinks it's Andy. But that's the thing. It's like, the movie makes it out like other than you seeing that Charles Lee Ray, what Charles Lee Ray did with the doll in the beginning of the movie. Like you see the scene. If you, you've never seen this movie before, you could just assume it's Andy. You know, you don't know that this doll's alive. You see that the door has been screwed with. 
she goes into the kitchen and then she calls Karen or does Karen call her? I don't remember, but they're talking on uh, the phone about how everything's good. The mo- um, I think Karen calls her because it kind of scares her a little bit. Yeah. yeah. She talks, she talks to her. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then literally five seconds later, she's in the kitchen. She turns, and she gets hit in the face with a hammer and what a dramatic fall out this window and immediately it's like wow that window was really really weak like, yeah it's such a dramatic thing too because she gets hit in the head and she does the weird like stumble backwards and then yeah. she hits the window and then she turns yep. and you could tell it's a stump person because they do the thing where they they're falling and then right when they get to, about to hit the pad because that's how movies work you, you jump off into this massive pad whether well, she turns her body so when they shot the scene, uh, it was a stunt woman, of course, who uh, was thrown out like she jumps out the window. And then for the impact on the car, they just had a con- like a, it was like a dummy that was made out of concrete to make that impact. It's great. We then Good hit. Yeah. And we then see Karen on the bus. She's getting off the bus. And the thing that confused me is that she's on the bus and she does like when you're on the bus, you don't notice all the cop cars by your apartment building before you got off the bus. Clearly. She must've been distracted. She's probably reading a book or something. She gets off the bus. She notices there's a bunch of cops everywhere. And she just is like, fuck everybody. She gets through everything, goes up the stairs to see what's going on. And Andy or that, you know, she meets, Captain Mike Norris, or not Captain, I don't think he's the captain. He's just a detective. He is explaining to her what happened. Like he wants to talk to her without Andy being around. He tells her about how Maggie's dead and that she had an accident. And then they see that there's flour on top of the count countertop and it has little footprints in it. And it's got, you know, the good guy shoe prints on the bottom, which at first you know, he's wearing his pajamas, but then they notice that he has his pajamas have like actual soles on them, mm-hmm. which matches the footprints, which is weird. Chucky's shoe size and Andy's shoe size are the same thing. Like Chucky's shoes are probably, yeah, like that big. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I like the fact this is where the first like plot hole where I'm just like, but why? Uh, hits is because they're like, yeah, so we looked at the footprints that are on the counter. They're really small. They're way too small to be uh, Andy's, and, like, the police are talking about it. And then no more than, like, two seconds later, Andy comes out, and he's like, what are you wearing? He's like, my good guy pajamas with the built-in soles, and they're just like... <laughs> like, all I can ask you. Yeah. That's, like, going to jump, too. So good. It, oh, like, oh. <laughs> y'all just said that his like the footprints are way too tiny to be Andy's. I, I just want to point out the before this scene, the where he's telling Karen that Maggie's dead, and she reacts to it, and then he goes, "Are you okay? You just told me my friend's dead. No, I'm not okay." I'm... <sighs> You all right? Yes. What a dumb scene that they left in this. My child, no less. It was such a dumb scene that if you're editing this, you go, why, why, why is he asking this question? Get rid of it. Just get rid of that part. Like it's, it's 
It's dumb. And I'm going to include it in this video. I'm going to put that clip in because it's such a stupid scene. <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty much uh, the cops have like a slight like they have. Like, it could possibly be Andy who had done this. And, you know, Andy is trying to convince him that it was Chucky. And of course, it's a six year old trying to say that their doll killed somebody. So no one's going to believe him. No. So we move on to the next day where Chucky. Oh, it, yeah. They uh, Karen brings Andy to school and there's no one. There's no like adult bringing the kids into the school. Like we're just allowing six year olds to just wander into the school and then wander out of the school. And nobody gave a shit back. No, then, dude. And then when he's on the train. No one's questioning this six-year-old riding this train and just wandering around with this doll by himself <laughs> in the middle of Chicago. Yes, this movie like, takes place really, in Chicago. I was about to ask that. Really close to Christmas, too. <laughs> exactly. Like, yep. We haven't seen Home Alone. And he's I remember when we... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. And he's wandering into, like, a, a, you know, a pretty bad neighborhood in downtown yep. Chicago. So it's like, I'm... Okay. Nobody cares about this child's well-being. I remember when we got dropped off as kids from the bus. We just walked into the school. There wasn't like there may have been like somebody like standing by the door, but like it it could have easily somebody just left. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't it's not like it is now, but we used to as well. Like we used to walk in, but people would like teachers and stuff like that and staff would notice if you walked out. Like, they would see you. It, yeah. It's not like we had people lined up outside or adults even standing out by the buses or mm-hmm. anything. It was usually just, like, bus pulls up, drops us off, next one comes, and yeah, yeah. you go in. But if someone saw you walking either direction, oh, you'd be in trouble. There'd be people running out there trying to grab you, like, from the school, trying to pull you back into school kind of thing. Yeah. So Andy and Chucky, they ride the train. Because they're going to go, because Chucky told Andy to, they're going to go hang out with Eddie. And they get there, and he places him down. He's like, I got to go tinkle. And he wanders to go (laughs) take a pee. He's like, I'll be right there, Chucky. And then he comes back, and Chucky's gone. But you never actually see Chucky do anything. It's all first-person perspective of him running up to the house and him getting, and then you see Eddie, he lives in like a crack den. Yeah, he does. He just rats everywhere. And this, is, and this is where you see yeah, the free range rats, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where you see you don't see Chucky. You only see Chucky's hands as he's turning the knobs on the stove. And so he's letting gas into the house and then he's making noise so that Eddie wakes up and he wanders around the house and he's shooting at things. And that's when he shoots the stove and it blows up like and this is a big old explosion. Another good explosion. Yeah. Yeah. We then are, we go back to the, we're at the police station now, and Karen's there, and he's like, and Norris is like, have you seen Andy? Like, I haven't picked him up yet. And then, of course, it's because Andy's at the police station, because he was there when the explosion happened. Don't know. How did he evade that explosion? I don't know. He was pretty close to that house. He was super close. And you get. I like that now there's two dead bodies placed on this poor little child. Like, conscious like like this this six-year-old boy is just out of nowhere is like i'm gonna go down to the bad part of town and just blow this house up i just get shit on this whole movie i feel bad for the little kid yeah 
Could you imagine if you got in trouble for blowing a house up when you were like six? <laughs> Just because you like happened to be there. Andy, yeah. Andy Barkley throughout this entire franchise has a, his life sucks. His life sucks. It does, just because the the ending we get the ending we get in this movie, it just goes downhill for Andy. Just it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's not like oh Chucky's dead. It's over. Happy life. No. No, it's just more trauma for poor you Andy. Keep keep watching the child's play movies. It does not get better for Andy. Good to know. <laughs> Rip small child. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He uh, except not. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's still Just very well alive. Stability. So yeah, so Andy's getting interrogated by the other cop, which I can't remember his name, and he's asking him about Chucky, and he's trying to, he's literally, like, Andy is, he's full-blown trying to convince everybody that Chucky is behind everything. And he's even, like, threatening Chucky, he, like, punches him. He's, he's like, like he's, tell him, dude, they're gonna fucking throw me in, tell yeah. him! So... They decide it's a good idea to institutionalize him. And Karen is all bent out of shape about it. So she goes home with Chucky. She's sitting there on, you know, she puts him down on the couch. She's doing some stuff. And then she goes to study the box and she picks the box up. And what would, what should fall out? But the batteries. On them. What? That's, that's in Bride of Chucky. Oh, okay, fair. I was just skipping ahead. I realized I was jumping just, ahead. Just, I'm so sorry. Just kidding. But <laughs> just reminds me of a great scene in Bride of Chucky. A great line. I'm going to spoil it, okay? Literally, right. he, Chucky and Tiffany have sex. And uh-huh. she goes, do you have rubber? And he's like, I'm made of rubber. Because <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Yep, and we get a, and we get a doll that sex works. scene in, in the Child's Play you know, franchise. It's like a thing of Playmate, like uh, like what Playmates brand condoms or whatever. <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> you brought me on here. What did you expect? <laughs> so yeah, so the batteries, the batteries fall to the floor. So she is like, uh, what? Which so is she, a good epiphany moment, kind of thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> she wanders over to Chucky, and she's trying to get him to talk because she is starting to believe it, you know what Andy has been saying and that's when she picks him up and she starts shaking him and she's like talk to me now or I'm gonna throw you in the fire and that's when he becomes alive and he's like you bitch you say he calls her every name in the book and he's like scratching he's scratching out I love the scene and he even bites her and that's and that's and then he does he, is this when he rolls under the couch or was this before or did that happen beforehand? Because he rolls under the couch and she picks him up. I think he bites her first and she throws him and he rolls under the couch. Oh, okay. And then he runs away and she tries to chase him and somehow this little tiny doll outran this woman. He's spry as fuck. He's got dude. them fast little legs. He does, dude. He is. But have you ever had one of those moments where an animatronic kind of like doll or whatever that that's supposed to talk and you go to check the batteries and there's no batteries in it. Uh, Have you ever had that happen? Furby. I've had Furbies do it to me. Furbies were notorious for that. I swear they were haunted. I think Furbies were like, were, you know, they harbored spirits. 
Orphan I believe sold. Yes, hundred percent. Something creepy like that. Because I had Furbies where I take the batteries out because they would keep talking, and the still stupid thing would still start talking. You're like, excuse me. I had a Snoopy. Uh, I had a Snoopy doll that did that one time. It would just chant more blood for the blood gods while you were sleeping. <laughs> no. Mine was a talking cabbage patch doll. It oh. sat in like a trunk and it was the only, I think it's the only cabbage patch doll that is made that used to have like the buttons that would make it talk. And I had gotten it for like Christmas and I just didn't like dolls. So I threw it in my trunk of dolls and it sat there for probably about seven years before I got rid of it and I picked it up one day when I was getting rid of all my toys and I pressed the button and it talked and I was like oh you have batteries I'll take those for my Game Boy and I opened it up and there was no batteries in it and I was like oh you're a demon get out of my house (laughs) (laughs) so Chucky escapes Karen runs into Mike. She tells him, like, listen, Aunt, what, well, all the things Andy said were true. Like, Chucky's alive, and he ran away like a little child. And Mike's like, I don't believe you. I got that scene wrong. So Karen is like, well, I got to go find the guy who sold me the doll. So she goes down to Skid Row or, you know, whatever area of this city is to try to find this guy. <laughs> And if you don't notice, she actually asks, like, he's got really bad teeth. Like, when she asks around for the guy. Yeah. And then she finds him. Everybody. He won't say anything. And then he starts to sexually assault her. And that that's weird. When, I was like, yeah, sure? it was. Oh, God, I, I just hate it. And that's when Mike comes comes out of nowhere and confronts the guy and tosses him away and he saves her. And Mike forces the peddler to pretty much tell him where they got the the doll. And then he finds out that the doll was taken from the blown up toy store. And he, and Mike gets all like defensive about it. And she's like, what? It's like, well, that's where, that's where Charles Lee Ray died. So after, so he brings Karen home and then on his drive back, he gets to hang out with Chucky as he's hanging out in the back seat. And he throws a nice cord over his neck and starts choking him out. And it's yep. great. And he crashes. And that's when you get the scene where the car is flipped upside down. And he's like sitting there. And all you see is Chucky's feet running around, running around yep. the car. It's wonderful. And he shoots Chucky. And that's when you know. And that's when Chucky realizes because Chucky doesn't know. He just thinks he's a doll. But when he gets shot by Mike, he starts bleeding. So he's like, shit, this isn't good. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, and also Mike uh, uses the cigarette lighter that you used to have in your car to burn his face. Can we talk about that scene, though? He's stabbing him from underneath the seat. How the hell is he still driving this car? I I don't know. But he's literally having to hover over the seat so the blade don't get in his his (laughs) crotchal area. I'm just real curious why he just didn't stop driving. (laughs) Like, just pull over. (laughs) I know for a while, yeah, I know for a while he was like, just they still driving. And of course, then Chucky's sort of like fucking with the pedals and stuff. But he's like, yeah, why didn't he stop like way before that? At any yeah. point. There was excessive amounts of driving while trying to not get stabbed in the booty area. So because Chucky is bleeding, he said, I need to go hang out with someone who knows more about this voodoo stuff. So he goes in to his voodoo instructor, John. 
and he's like, you need to reverse this spell because this is shouldn't be happening. And he's like, well, the longer you're in there, the longer your soul is in that doll, the more human you become in the doll. And John refuses to help him. So what does he do? He finds a voodoo doll of John and starts breaking his limbs. Yeah. So Who keeps a voodoo doll of themselves. Yeah. Who? I feel like any movie that has voodoo in it, there's always that that person who has their own voodoo doll. Like, why? It doesn't make sense. Is that like part of a it's thing that a- you have to have a voodoo doll of yourself in order to make other voodoo dolls? I don't know. As far as I know, you're really not supposed to have one of yourself and everything you do is going to be returned threefold. So I don't know. Like, that's just kind of how, like, the magic world works. That's what karma is and everything. So it just. Yeah. I can't say much about voodoo. I don't know much about it. I know the bare bones basics about it. Oh, hey. So you probably are angry because that whole conversation didn't make sense. Uh, Actuality, looking back at the movie again, uh, Chucky does say that he was prepared for the situation, meaning he made the voodoo doll. John didn't have a voodoo doll of himself. Chucky had a voodoo doll ready for if John decided not to help him. So before everybody gets angry in the comments about, hey, that's not really what happened, uh, I'm here to fix that. So there you go. Bye. So John tells, in pain, John tells Chucky that in order uh, in order to escape the doll, you have to transfer your soul into a another body. So that's or oh, it's the first person that you revealed yourself to, yeah. which was Andy. So he needs to transfer his soul to Andy. Chucky then stabs the voodoo doll, killing John. Uh, Karen and Mike arrive shortly after, finding John dead. Well, actually, he's dying, and he tells he tells him, although Chucky is a doll, his heart is fully human, and he is vulnerable to fatal injuries. So he's just a little tiny man. Love it. He's like Chucky's like. Uh... I got a date with a six-year-old boy, and it's like, yeah, wow. That's a, that, yeah, that's a, a terrible line. <laughs> well, John, it's been fun, but I gotta go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. Like, that would not go over today. So that is when... And so the house that they go into, the ma- uh, Karen and the detective, what is up with all the art on the wall? There's, like, all the naked men. This gave me it's a all very, over the wall. This, this gave me like a Candyman vibe. Like when you walk okay. into this house. I, let, me, let me explain this. So this movie and what I had said prior to us going over the plot and everything. This is kind of where it all ties in. Um, that and the beginning, of course, when he's transferring his soul and all that good stuff and all the voodoo and whatnot that's supposed to be going on in here. This movie came out at like the height of the satanic panic. And so what this was supposed to be was kind of an an alternative take on the satanic panic. And that like, this is also a very spooky thing. Look at all these naked men's. That's scary. Enjoy our our wall penis. It's terrifying. (laughs) Back in the 80s, it was. Oh, I'm sure. I remember hearing about this. So yeah, it's like it was definitely a slightly different take and obviously it was it became a well-loved and cult classic movie, but yeah, it's 
satanic panic at its finest with soul changing and voodoo and weird witchcraft and mischief going on and a murderer. Your comment, you're like, oh, that guy's got a three legs. He does have three legs. Some of them dudes are like well <laughs> rendered. He had like the, the tripod gate when he walks. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. This episode is wild. Hey, there's <laughs> naked men all over the wall. What do you expect? Listen, remember, listen, in, in, in the famous words of James A. Janice, oh, gosh. equal rights means equal sights. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I don't disagree. Yes, there needs to be more, you know, male genitalia in media. Because there's just, so, dong, there's just so much. So <laughs> the ladies have done so much in over the years. You know, we gotta gotta equal the playing field here. Absolutely, absolutely. So Chucky uh, goes to the mental hospital that Andy is locked up in, and oh, shit, dude, <laughs> he's that a kid, six year old boy, kid. just like you're done, boy, can't escape. And you see, I love these scenes because it's clearly just a. A, a little a little person dressed up as Chucky climbing the oh, stairs yeah. Yeah. and then he's he's in the room and he's doing the, the really slow stalking walk as he's walking towards yeah. the bed. <laughs> I'm gonna put that clip in there too because I love Please. that. He's just like <laughs> it's, it's, the movements are so good. When it's an actual actor in the Chucky costume, those are probably some of the best scenes it's just so because good. they are both funny and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> they are. They're well done for what they had. I thought they did a good job. They're extremely well done, but now seeing it, you're just like, wow, there were so many just like you could tell. I was going to say plot holes, but they aren't even plot holes. It's just you can tell it's practical effects and it makes it a little on the silly side. Yeah. So, you know, Chucky thinks he's in the room so he goes to stab the bed no one's there it's because Andy was taken by the doctor to be like tested on and no no he he he's Andy's hiding in the room oh is he Chucky goes for it goes for the thing and gets the key and gets out of the room uh and then Chucky gets out to the wall and that's when he goes into that side room and then and then they and then he runs into the doctor Right. Yeah, he gets yeah, he, he's like, they oh, make a rock down. There. Yeah. And the doctor finds it was like, oh, I didn't do this. She'll get a little sting. Yeah. And then Chucky inter- interferes. Yeah. Knocking the or he slices the doctor in like the Achilles, doesn't he? Like freaking oh, oh yeah. such a terrible thing. But he gets him down I on the ground and then he throws uh the shock therapy like thing over his head and then he freaking full volts. Just fries this man. Right, That's a rough way to go. Yep, I like that that effect though. Yeah, because each time it went, his face got a little bit uh, more singed. Mm-hmm. So Andy then escapes it. and goes home, but uh, Chucky uh, catches up to him and incapacitates him. Chucky then goes to do the possession. He's going to go transfer his soul. But Karen love and your... what? <laughs> I love your choice of words. Uh, incapacitation is a really nice way of saying I'm stealing these words from Wikipedia who is helping me with the plot okay <laughs> no I just love that Listen, I tried to rewatch this last night and I, I was very tired let's just say I watched I know, about 25% of this movie so Wikipedia is helping me with the plot okay no you're fine it's just funny to me it's just funny to me I have notes yeah, I, I, I and Angela has notes sir. so she's here I to help 
I always take notes. No, I like it when they're um when Chucky's riding up the elevator and the old couple's in the elevator. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the lady's like, Oh, somebody left their doll. Leave it there, Margaret. They yeah. Might come back for it. Yeah. And she's like, Ugly doll. And Chucky's like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly doll. Fuck you. The natural reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So yeah, we get the, you know, Chucky's trying to possess Andy, Mike and Karen show up and stop it. And that's when uh, Mike gets sliced, but then Karen picks up Chucky, throws him into the fireplace. And this is one of the best fucking lines of the movie. And it's done by a six-year-old kid where oh, yeah, Chucky yeah. is pleading with Andy to not yeah. set him on fire. And he's like, but Andy, we're going to be friends to the end. And he lights the match and goes, this is the end. Friend. Friends to the end. Remember? This is the end, friend. And throws it. Fucking. When a six year old kid can deliver a line that good, bravo. Bravo, Alex Vincent. Fucking killed it. So sets uh sets Chucky on fire. And he won and then of course he like break he, he like gets set on fire and then he collapses. Yeah, yeah. So in the scenes where Chucky is on fire, it was done by a stunt actor who they had to dress up in like a fire suit and all that. So in order to make Chucky look doll size in the scene, they had to enlarge the set to make him look smaller, which is always a cool uh, effect. Karen uh, and Andy leave the room to help Mike, who is in some pain. But guess what? Chucky ain't dead yet. And his charred body starts stalking through the, the room and he's leaving the, the sooty footprints behind, which is great. And he chases Andy around the house. This is the way the Chucky doll looks like it's face <laughs> melted. Yeah. And like it, when it moves and everything is like some of the best effects I've seen at this time, like just yeah. for an item, just period. Like that is just fucking amazing. So good. He, All their budget went right there. Just yeah. <laughs> well, they. I mean, they had so many, so many dolls they had for oh, yeah. for this movie. Just the the different you know effects. I mean, they pretty much had kept people puppeteering you know Chucky around. True. Like I love watching the behind the scenes of this movie because it's so great. Where it's just like literally guys just like laying on their stomach and having propping Chucky up, and he's literally like a ventriloquist doll. He just like props them up and they you know they have different controls inside that would like move his eyes and move his mm -hmm. mouth to the fact that they were able to have his mouth match up with the words even though if they're not perfectly formed because he is a plastic doll it's fantastic especially for nine million dollars it's wild yeah i know it's a lot of time and effort right because it's yeah. almost on par with like stop motion for it's having really to good. know what you're doing while using the while using the like ventriloquist kind of doll, it's it is impressive. It is a very impressive movie. That's why it's so good. While Chucky is chasing Andy around the house, Karen grabs Mike's gun and she just blows Chucky away. She like shoots off all of his limbs. Yeah, and then blows his head, his head off. Mike's partner oh, just shows up out of nowhere and just doesn't believe him. Like, what, what do you think happened like, here? No what do you head. think happened here, man? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's squishy. So the partner gets strangled by Chucky's headless body, 
and Mike shoots Chucky in the heart, which then defeats him for good, at least for this rip. (laughs) Rip. And of course, Chucky's dead. And of course, this is one of those situations where even though everybody experienced this happening, it's still not like no one's going to believe it happened. Oh, absolutely. And that's what feeds into, I think, what's so great about the sequels and how they play out is it's not a happy ending. Even though Chucky is dead, it's not a happy ending for these characters. Like Mike, like Mike saw it. The partner saw it. Like who knows what's going to happen with them? You don't really get anything with them later on in the films. It's usually you only find out what happens to Andy's mom and what happens to Andy down the road, which I don't want to spoil anything in that sense. But this franchise, you know, it doesn't fuck around. And I love how I love this ending where, like I said, it's not a happy ending. It's not like, oh, Thank God it's over. It's not over. Because this motherfucker keeps coming back. Just like every slasher. <laughs> but that's it. We get the... Well, actually, we get them walking out, and then you get the, the 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 stop frame of Andy looking back into the room. And then you get the great theme music for this movie. And that's it. That's Child's Play. Tasty. I would love to go through all of these movies at some point. Um, fuck it let's do it no, <laughs> not right Yellow! now but like, but like down the road i would love to to venture into all of the the right because to be honest like i said child's play 2 <laughs> child's play 3 you know that the original three child's play films are great because of how well they link up to each other bride of chucky and seed of chucky are kind of just they're good they're entertaining but it's kind of unnecessary unless you really want to be attached to Tiffany, who's the the character they introduce in in those two films. Curse and Colt fucking bring it back to what Child's Play it you know was, and I love what they did with those two films. And of course, the show links up to everything. It's not like it's a standalone thing. Like the Chucky show is a continuation of what happened at the end of Colt of Chucky. So I would recommend Curse and Colt. It before maybe watching the show so you kind of get an idea but the Chucky show from what I've seen from the first episode is that you could probably just watch it without anything else because they probably will you know throw information in there to kind of keep you know bring you up up to speed so yeah I would assume that they give you enough information to be able to enjoy the series yes. without oh, yeah. needing to watch all of the Chucky movies granted it would definitely help and it's probably going to bring a lot of eyes back to Chucky yeah because outside of like the latest two there was a large portion of time there where all they made were like short films Mm -hmm. that kind of were attached to the movies as they got new releases yeah so i was like when they keep an old horror franchise going especially one like that so yeah so that is good but it it can be bad (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) I'm a big Friday the 13th fan, and, you know, there's Jason Goes to Hell, so. There was also Jason Takes Manhattan. Do we want to talk about that one, too? The best part is when he punches the dude's head off. God, no, no the best the part. Shot. No, yeah, that and the the end scene where his mask comes off, and it's just a, it's just a Play-Doh face with water spurting out of his mouth. The fuck is that? Oh, my God. Remember, remember, remember the alternate ending for that? It's even worse. It's just swimming <laughs> Jason in his mouth. It's awful. <laughs> James J. James A. Janice did. That's how it'll always be named. You always say his full name. He's just one of those people. You have to. He says his You have to. And he's like, he does a better baby water, Jason, whatever. Oh, it's Dirty Boy Jason. 
Dirty Boy Jason. Dirty Boy Jason. But yeah, like for, I love slasher franchises like this. Like I've never really watched Child's Play. I want to see the more of them. I like you know the other ones. I just I like when they keep these alive. But listen, everybody, to all the listeners out there. Uh, just because October is, well, at least when this episode comes out, October is pretty much over. Yet. Uh, horror movies will not be like they. We will not just stop covering horror movies just because it's not going to be October anymore. We're going to be doing more horror movies down the road because, to be honest, horror is one of my favorite franchises. I, I mean, it's just so good, and there's so much of it. When you say it, it sounds like you say horror. Horror, horror is my favorite. Horror. <laughs> I love it. I, I love like, the way you say it, but every time, like, horrors. Like, he just loves horrors. It's cool. I'm glad you can maintain a marriage with that kind of hobby. <laughs> what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> hey, this. This is what you signed up for. Like I said, I'm the good, I'm the good half of this. <laughs> I'm just, no, it's whatever comes to mind. Like, say it, dude. He has That's no filter. I love horror, not <laughs> the other thing. I was hoping you'd say it, like, clip it. You just said it. <laughs> Can't clip it. We ain't live. <laughs> People have to wait for this. That's true. That's true. So, next week, we are done with Spooktober for now. Like I said, we are going to talk. We're going to be reviewing more uh, spooky movies down the road. I'm just going to say spooky movies just because I don't want to have to say the other word and fuck it up and then Dan makes fun of me the whole time. (laughs) Spooky movies. Uh, But next week... You're horror adjacent. (laughs) Horror adjacent. That's also from (laughs) Dead Meat. So Listen, next week... Well, I mean, listen, by the time next week's episode... Uh, is out. I might have a, a new child in my life, so we'll see. But next week, we're back to the Jurassic franchise, meaning we're going to be talking about Jurassic World. So we're going to finish up Jurassic World and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And then my plan is for the final two weeks of November, we're going to do something different. We're going to do some episodes not on a specific movie, but on a topic. So uh, we've been talking about talk about sequels, uh, remakes. I would love to do episodes cent- centered around that. Uh, and then, you know, once December comes, we're going to be doing kind of like what we did in October. We're going to be talking about our favorite Christmas movies and not it doesn't have to be a movie about Christmas. It can be a movie set on Christmas. Yes, baby. Oh, I got two. Oh, yeah. Because everyone knows what movie. <laughs> everybody knows what movie I'm going to be talking about when it comes Hell Christmas yeah. time. Because my boy Gizmo is going to hang out with me. We're yeah, gonna... we're going to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Garbage Day. Garbage yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yes. I'm excited. I haven't seen Gremlins in forever, dude. It's been a while. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. So that is the plan for the future. But like I said, make sure to follow us over on Twitter at uh, dissect that film, where I will update everybody on what's going on. Uh, also, make sure to go uh, drop a like and a follow and a subs- and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Dude, Jurassic Park. Keep watching Jurassic Park three. <laughs> Just keep, Just watch, keep watching. It's almost it. to five hundred views. Why? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Jurassic Park. But it's Jurassic Park 3. It's the worst one. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, man. But I just want to thank uh, everybody for listening uh, Listening on the podcast services. Make sure to rate us uh, on whatever podcast service you listen on. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking about our favorite uh, Spooktober movies. I want to thank Piggy for being here and definitely deciding on talking about Child's Play because it's one of my favorite Spooktober movies. <laughs> just going to do this for the rest of the show. Yeah, I'll right. just do I might get a headache by the end, but <laughs> but I want to thank everybody. Really I'm probably gonna go watch the second child's play. Hell yeah, yeah, they're all on. Well, I I mean, if you own them, watch them there. But they're all on Paramount Plus. Well, Child's Play two through the, whatever the or was Cult of Chucky. Uh, the only one that's not on there, of course, is the original fucking Child's Play. I hate when fucking they do that. You go to a streaming service like we have all the Friday the Thirteenth, and then you go in there and it's like Friday. Two, not the one seven, nine, fucking Jason goes. You're like, that's not all of them. Right, <laughs> not the one you want to watch. No, no, absolutely <laughs> never that one. No. That's but, what happened to me in Child's Play trying to watch it. Like I had to, I went pulled up one service and it was like no Child's Play. And I was like, okay, next one. Yeah. No, next one. No, next one. We have Bride of Chucky. Nope. <laughs> That's not it. Next one. And then it's like, we have two, three, and we have Cult of Chucky. And I was like, that is still not the one I want to watch. Please. I love it. And also, I recommend anybody just listen. It's not as good as this one, but watch the 2019 Child's Play. Give us your thoughts on that, too, uh, in the comments below. Um, I would love to know what people thought of that movie, because I'm as somebody who loves this franchise, uh, it was a, you know, it's a, it's a different movie. I like the, ta the direction they went, but it's just not the same for me. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it for what it was compared to the original Chucky movie. It holds up pretty well. Um, but overall, like Mark Hamill just ain't my Chucky. No, Brad Dorf is my Chucky and yeah. And not to mention, like, I do like that they kind of brought it back to a different, like, they brought it back to a different version of the original script, like, the original ideas for what Chucky was. But it's just, like you said, it's just not the same. Nope. Well, like I said, spoilers, well, we're going to talk about. Yeah, because I, I recommend people watch that because the fact that we're going to do an episode on reboot or remakes. So I would love to talk about the original to the uh, remake of Child's Play. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We got, you know, the horror horror remakes. <laughs> I can't I can't say it without looking Every at Every time you're going to say it, you're just going to be like, I'm listening. All of the spooky remakes. So like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, the, the remakes are interesting and i would love to talk about them but that's going to be a show in the future next week it's jurassic world piggy thank you for being here it was anytime fun to have you back especially now that the show is uh it's your first time you've been on the show since we changed the name so it's true it's good it's true it's great and, and piggy is definitely gonna be back yes it's oh, oh god never again <laughs> piggy will be back when uh resident evil 
uh, Welcome to Raccoon City or whatever the hell the name of that movie comes out. And when we decide to do the Alien franchise, we're bringing Piggy back because, you know, Piggy, she plays spooky games over on her Twitch channel and she loves the Alien franchise. So we're definitely going to be bringing her back for that. Piggy, where can people find you? Oh my goodness. You can find me on Twitter at Piggy Whisper R. You can find me on Twitch at Piggy Whisper Rene with R I I N E. You can find me on Fan House at Piggy Whisper Rene as well. Yeah, that's about it. Those are most of my socials. All of the links will be down in the description. So, you know, if you didn't get all that, you can find an easy way to get it. And of course, that's DNA gaming over there. They we live do, here. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is their home we, now. We live right this here. is this is their home now. <laughs> but they also stream. Well, at least Angela does most of the time. Yeah, because he's a bum now. Where can people find you? Since I usually don't do this at the end of the show. <laughs> That's okay. Well, the I don't links know what it is the, anymore. The links will be in the description. I could figure it out. The links will be in the description. You can find me at Mind of Parker on. Uh, well, actually, no, it's not Mind of Parker anymore. It's Parker Dissects on Twitter, or go to Dissect yeah. That Film on Twitter. Go to that one because I've been I've been mostly on the Dissect That Film Twitter more than the other one because I don't I don't know I just don't do much on the other account. Uh, and yeah, just make sure to click the link on YouTube and give us some subs. So we want that po- URL. When we get popular, can I change my Twitter handle to dissect that Dan? Yes, you can. 100%. You Absolutely. could do it now if you wanted to. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the love and support. We'll see you next week. Have a great night.